You're listening to an Amplify podcast. Coming now is our interview with the lovely M Baker from her documentary, Spoke. Hi guys, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Right. So uh, first, could you just tell us a little bit about your uh, documentary? Sure. Um, so Spoke is a documentary that uh, I started making a couple of years ago uh, and it's playing at the Melbourne Documentary Film Festival on Saturday. Uh, and it's basically just a, a documentary about riding a bicycle across America, so from San Francisco to Orlando and Florida. And throughout that journey, we explore, uh, I guess, a lot of the factors that contribute to the United States being the most dangerous place in the developed world for cyclists. Okay. Okay. Um, Now, one thing I really wanted to ask, and this was the first thing that came to me, was what influenced you to make this documentary about cycling in America? Um... I guess from the start, I was just interested in riding a bike across America, um, and I thought if I was going to do something like that, it'd be worth filming. Um, so I wanted to make a film around riding across America, and then once I started speaking to people about that, they were really concerned for my safety, and I was going to get hit by a car or something terrible was going to happen to me. Um, and it turned out that those concerns were kind of justified, and I thought that would make a really good topic for a film. Yeah. And so I <laughs> decided that that would be kind of the basis around which uh, the film was built. Mm-hmm. Now, why do you reckon cycling is so dangerous? Um, I mean, in the United States, it's dangerous for a lot of reasons. Um, I mean, it's more dangerous than it is here. Uh, But, I mean, the reasons are many and varied. So for a start, they have bigger and faster moving cars. They have a lot less of a police presence on the roads. So things like drink driving and um, just like dangerous driving in general are really rampant. Um, there's poor infrastructure and like not a lot of money put into infrastructure. I think also there's just a general attitude of seeing cyclists as second class citizens and um, like not really looking out for them on the roads. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, in your opinion, what could they do to make it a bit safer? Um, I think that there's probably well, one of the interesting statistics on this is just that um. The more cyclists that there are, the lower the proportion of cyclists get hit. So once you have a community of cyclists, people are looking for them um, and you know, the infrastructure is built around it. Um, people become better cyclists and it becomes part of the culture and um, the accidents reduce. And then conversely, when you have communities where there aren't many people cycling, cyclists are kind of a shock to drivers um, and there's no infrastructure for them. And there's this kind of chicken and egg scenario there happening, obviously, where if you have good infrastructure and good laws, then more people get on bikes. Um, and then, but, but if you, you know, don't have many people on bikes, then it's dangerous. There's this kind of cyclical nature to the issue. Um but I think just encouraging people to ride more, so be that through creating better infrastructure um, or just, like, through pushes, like, you know, bike-to-work days and, um, uh, you know, promotions of, like, local trails and bike events. Like, we just had the Melbourne Roubaix here last weekend. Um, I think that all those events are really important in just inspiring people who might not have thought of cycling as a potential um, mode of transport to give it a go. In contrast, would you say Melbourne is a cycle-safe city and is it up to standard to cycling around the world? Um, yeah, I mean, for a start, Melbourne's enormous. So there's, there's Melbourne and there's Melbourne. Um, but yeah, compared to a lot of the places that we went through in the United States, for sure, Melbourne has incredible infrastructure and we have a really vibrant, um, thriving cycling community. Uh, I mean, you just have to step out the door here at Sin and you can see that there's cycle lanes everywhere. There's, there's cyclists everywhere. Um, but, you know, I, I guess when you compare that still to cities like Amsterdam, for instance, or other European cities, we are still falling behind um, 
but I, I think that we have unique challenges here in Australia to, to do with our size. You know, with people are making, like, for instance, my journey to work each day is 30 kilometres. Um, and so I, you know, I, I can't cycle that every day personally. That's three hours on a bike for me every day. Um, so, you know, we do have unique challenges that are different to a lot of other cities. But I think that for the most part, Melbourne is a great place to bike. Yep. Um, if you were to make a follow up and set it in Australia, would you want to do that? Like specifically in <laughs> Melbourne, possibly. Um, no, <laughs> it was a really long ride. I don't mm. think I want to ride across. Well, I mean, I'm happy to ride across more countries. I did a, a ride the other week from like just up around the northeast, like Wangaratta and Beechworth and that kind of area. But um, I mean, just the logistics of like making a film on the road and on the side of the freeway are complicated. You know, we were constantly having to send hard drives back to San Francisco. We were having to deal with like. Just all sorts of, you know, I, I don't know if you've seen the film, but there's issues like coyotes and like just, you know, the cold and trucks and there's all sorts of different things that make it really difficult to make a film on the side of the road. So I am making another film, but it's mm-hmm. not uh, quite so, it, it's it's a lot easier, you know, because we're just shooting it like regular people, like we're not turning up on bicycles and we have places to stay at night. So yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a lot easier. <laughs> um, do you reckon there is a big stigma around cyclists and motorists in conflict or just in general yeah absolutely and that was something that I kind of wanted to avoid with my film is I think that it descends really quickly into like cyclists versus drivers which is stupid I mean the two aren't mutually exclusive like I'm both a cyclist and a driver um you guys are probably too young to be Mm -hmm. drivers yet but you know like you're you're going to be looking at doing that in the next couple of years um but that doesn't stop you from being a pedestrian or from you know getting on a bicycle we all use different modes of transport depending on what's appropriate for us at the time um and I think it gets really silly once it gets down to you know people like taking off side mirrors or like yelling out their windows because at the end of the day um usually it's not the fault of the individual it's the fault of just poor infrastructure you know if there's a cyclist in the road holding up seven or eight cars there's not a lot they can do they can't levitate and you know let everybody just overtake them there's just you know there's just poor infrastructure in certain areas of the city um i think people just have to be a little bit patient at times mm-hmm. um now as you said that it's it's really good, but there can be hold-ups and everything. So what can we do to get rid of that and make cycling more safe for cyclists, motorists, and pedestrians? Sorry, hang on. Could you say it again? Oh, yeah. So you said about how it's really easy for cyclists to be blamed and everything. Yeah. Yep. Um, but if you're a pedestrian or a motorist or a cyclist, what, what would you rather have for a cycling-safe community? Um, I mean, again, I think it's just like promoting better infrastructure and education around cycling and making sure that we provide people with really safe spaces for them to ride in. Um, I think that makes a really big difference, um, when people are making that decision on whether or not they're going to ride to work. Like I, you know, I enjoy riding to work because I can ride along like paths and, you know, trails and things rather than along the side of, I mean... You know, I, I would rather take the long route to work than just shoot up Victoria Street and be contending with, like, trams and, mm. you know, like, cars constantly swerving out to hit me. So it's about making it safe and inviting and something that's enjoyable rather than death-defying, I think. <laughs> yeah. So, Zach, do you want to add well, anything? when making spokes, were there any times when you actually, when, like, what was the most difficult thing that, in your opinion, you had to deal with? Um, there were, I mean, it was funny because I think standing out, there were a range of things. We, we, we were genuinely fearful that we would get hit by a car and that, you know, something terrible might happen along, uh, 
along those lines. So I guess we were kind of prepared for that. But one of the things that was surprising that we just hadn't prepared for at all was um, dogs. So <laughs> it turns out in the South there's, like, really crappy leash laws and people just, like, let their dogs roam. And a lot of people in the South, you know, have – like, we were riding through rural areas, so a lot of people have dogs for kind of, like – protection so that you know we'd be riding along and like two or three pit bulls would like run out from a house and like chase us and start snapping at our wheels and so there's moments like that where you're like what the hell am I doing um (laughs) but uh yeah I mean that was something that we like really struggled to contend with uh throughout Louisiana and Texas and Mississippi um just a couple of those states uh we yeah weren't above just buying dog treats and just kind of hurling them to try and distract the dogs or um at one point we had a big stick to kind of wield <laughs> to wield to keep us safe um but yeah I mean there were I, there were a range of different things that we were concerned about there was also coyotes were a problem and bears and um yeah it, it was it was an adventure for sure <laughs> were there any moments when you kind of wanted to quit um no, surprisingly no. Um, I mean, there were moments at the start where I didn't want to quit, but where I just look at the map and just think, like, who the hell do I think I am? Like, I'm, I, <laughs> you know, it, it's like looking at a country and saying I'm going to walk from one side to the other. You just feel like an idiot, and especially because I'd told all these people that I was going to do it. I'm just like a regular person. I'm not like an iron woman or something. And so there were moments at the start, you know, where we were riding. I think on the first day, and these people pulled up next to us and saw our bags and said, like, "Where are you guys going?" And we said, "Florida." And they just burst out laughing. They're like, "Okay, good luck," you know. Um, so there were moments where I just felt ridiculous. But the the further that we went, like. The more I felt that we kind of proved ourselves and we proved that we were, um, you know, that we that we could do this, albeit like pretty slowly. <laughs> Did you have a favorite area to cycle through? Um, oh man, there were so many great places. Yeah, I mean the California coastline is like really beautiful, and it's also really set up for cyclists. There's all these like sites that are called like hike, hiker biker sites because people also walk the Pacific Crest Trail. I don't know if you guys have seen um, oh, what's it called like. What's that movie with Reese Witherspoon and she, like, walks across the country? Maybe it's called Wild or something like that. Anyway, so there's a lot of people doing that walk, so there's, like, sites and stuff set up for people. Um, So that was really great, like, you know, obviously riding around, like, um, Big Sur and, like, L.A. Like, all all these areas were really beautiful. Um, And then we turned into the desert and it (laughs) it was not quite so hospitable. A lot of sandstorms and, yeah, it was totally a different vibe. And if there was any advice you could give to someone planning on going on a bike trip like this, what advice would you give? Just do it. Like, honestly, I, I really think that anybody, I mean, pretty much anybody could do this, you know. And it's it's one of those things that I think people think is really impossible. It's not impossible. It's just slow, you know. It just takes a really long time. But if you're interested in doing something like this, it's it's really cheap. Um, it's accessible. You know, you just need a bike and like a you know some bags to hang on the bike, basically. And then I just think people should just go do it. <laughs> well, we'd like to thank Em for chatting with us. Um, make sure to follow the Facebook page and also find the documentary, watch it, love it, etc. Thanks for having me, guys. This podcast was brought to you by Amplify. 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 The sound of underage Melbourne.